Man, I had an intro, a funny intro, and I forgot what I kind of had. Something to do with hip-hop? No, no. No, that'd be good, though. That'd have been a good idea. Yeah. No, it was actually more country. It's like, hey, boys and girls, welcome to Sean and Adam's Comics Expo wrap-up. No. No. No, I'm not feeling that. Not feeling it. Well, something like, hey, guys, it's Adam and Sean of the Dollar Ben. <laughs> we are here getting ready to uh, wrap up things for... Our convention season, right? This I kind of think us. so. I don't think. Take a convention break for a while. Tired. Yeah. Very tired. Three shows back to back to back to back. Charlotte Minicon, or yeah, Charlotte Minicon's next for us. That's in January. There is a Charlotte Comic Con in December. Mm, there is. We, no, we may never go to make that, that show. That's we don't, only, but we might. Sunday. It's a good show. We might be able to make it this time. It's always up. We're never in town or something. We'll try. New York Comic Con's still up for other people, right? October. Yeah, that's for other people, not us. We're not going to New York Comic Con. No, uh uh. That's (laughs) next weekend. Yeah, we're out. We're taking taking a break. That's my midterm. Yeah. (laughs) Got three exams that week. I'm not going to try and also go to New York. Plus, we don't have the money. No, no, we don't. Plus, oh my gosh, I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired. But, you know, this show, like as the title says, if you actually read the title, we're going to be reviewing all of the books that we picked up at SPX this year. At least most of them. Most of them. In-depth review, most of them. But we'll we'll do glance overs on some of them. Yeah. We are going to mention. I mean, in case you want to cut this down to some sort of... Yeah. listenable we'll see. chunk. I'm just <laughs> We're going to try I, I, to contain ourselves in the reviewing of these books. We like to qualify things. Yeah. There may be something we missed. We don't want to leave people out. Well, so we try. We course. may. We might. You know, just qualify. Of course. We bought we a lot of stuff at SPX this year. And it's all laid out on this table in front of us. Before we get to our reviews of SPX, I would like to say, you know, again... I always think of the Dollar Bin as um, part of the comic book community, and I always think of comics as a community in general. And that being said, I would like to invite everyone to the Facebook page of the Dollar Bin. It's our Facebook group. It's called the Dollar Bin Fantastic Comic Book Discussion Group. You know, we have a lot of fun just talking about comics over there, as the title implies. Just don't be a spammer. Yeah, don't spam us, because I will cut you. From the or, board, I will yeah, cut blo- you from the group. Block you. <laughs> yeah, so um, we're getting we're getting some some people added on. We're actually getting quite a few spammer requests, which I've been blocking, which is I, I that, guess a good sign. I think that means we made it. Shows growth. Yeah. Yeah. Like people know it. we are somebody. That's right. So if you want to be somebody too, join our bodies on the Facebook, the Dollar Ben Fantastic Comic Book Discussion Group, and be one with us. And that also being said, uh, I mentioned last week, and I'm going to mention it again this week, our, our friend uh, Sanford Green has a Kickstarter out for his Deadlines Volume 4. If you do a search for Deadlines on Kickstarter's website, it'll come up. Take a look at it. Of course, you don't have to contribute, but we here at the Dollar Band feel that we should support you know, good art and good talent. So we are spreading the word on Sanford Green's Deadlines Volume 4. One more thing. One more thing. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. One more thing is, again, with the whole idea of community and everything, one of the things that uh, we, we've done is we've got a banner ad on the top of our page where we'll help advertise, uh, you know, Friends of the Dollar Ben if they've got a project or a site or something out like that. So feel free to contact us about that. But then also one thing that I want to do is and I'm getting kind of, you know, I guess it's it's a good thing to have an intro that, you know, is recognizable. But I'm pretty sure that 95% of podcasts start with, Hey guys, something, something, you know, we used to have the Chris Black intro. I can't remember what it was, but what I'm getting to here, what I'm getting to 
is we have a dollar bin voicemail, and that is 864-335-9148. And my request is for the listeners out there, if you have, for you guys to call in and give us an intro bumper, give us your own uh, introduction to the dollar bin podcast, and we'll start starting the podcast with your introductions and feel free to have fun with it. Make sure you mention that it's the dollar bin podcast that people are listening to, but have fun with it. And if you have anything that you want to promote that you're working on, feel free to throw it in there. If you want to promote yourself, feel free to throw it in there as well. But just remember that this is a dollar bin introduction bumper. So uh, don't forget to mention us. But yeah, again, the number is 864-335-9148. Feel free to call in, leave a voicemail, and uh, maybe the next show will start with you instead of with me again and again and again. I think I'm done. You have anything to add, Sean? I can't think of anything. I think you, I think you did a good job. I, Thanks. I, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Nothing? You got nothing? We're I've good? I've got nothing. Okay. I really can't think of anything. That's it. Let's get into our SPX books. Let's get into our dig, our finds, our purchases. Would you like to start or would you like me to start? I've been talking a lot. Um, I can start then. Oh, gosh. Okay, so I bought a bunch of stuff. So let's see, where should I start? Let's start with one of the big purchases that I made. Okay. And big is in size. Yes. Chris Petzer of Ad House recommended David Plunkert to us. Not an Ad House book. No, it's not. That's part of the community right there. Yes. That's right. And so, of course, I took him up on his recommendation. Because he's awesome. Yes. And smart. Yes. And he knows what he's talking about. And because heroical number one looked really super cool. <laughs> yeah. So the guy, um, David Plunkert, he's mainly been in kind of illustration, graphic design, kind of ads, mm-hmm. stuff like that. When he was a kid, he was super into comics. So there's like a lot of old work that he did when he was a kid of like these like superhero character designs. And that's basically what he did here. Question. Is, yes. Where'd you get this information from? It's in the front. Oh, it's actually in the book. It's in the book. If you read the book. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't read it it yet. You'll find out all the stuff. (laughs) It's got, you know, kind of his jumping on point for the book. Weird character designs, kind of one page stories. It's it's super cool. And it's got really like an interesting design aesthetic. It's really bizarre. (laughs) But a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I highly recommend it and any of his work. He also had a bunch of posters. He's done kind of band posters. Mm-hmm. He did one for like Refused, and that was the tour <laughs> that we want, went on. It was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Highly recommend David Plunkert, Roical number one. Pretty super awesome. <laughs> I am going to jump into and kind of maybe uh, gloss over the guys that I talk about all the time <laughs> because I love their stuff. And I want to spend a little bit more time maybe talking about some of the new stuff that I picked up. Let's start with the guy who I talk about every year because I love him. I love his work. I love his art. I love his stories. I love his little asshole kids. Not his actual kids because I don't think he has kids, but I don't know him that well. He's got a dog. He's got a dog. He does have a dog. Uh, So Joe Lambert, Joseph Lambert, one of my favorite artists introduced by J. Chris Campbell to me years ago. And uh, I've loved his work ever since. Joe had a few things that I actually didn't have. Some of it has been in anthologies and such, but I picked up a few of his books. I picked up New Worlds for me and for you. I picked up, uh, I don't know what this is. I picked up a sketchbook Layaway. that he did. Is that what it's called? It's called Layaway. Have you read it yet? Yeah. 
Okay. I was talking. Yeah. Okay. I read I like just, two weeks ago. Okay. Have you have you you've read um, Layaway and the Double or the the four things that I picked up from Joe Lambert this year? Yeah, Layaway yes. kind of reminds me of Dustin Harbin's JM's story. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Is it about pants? Mm-hmm. About JM's. <laughs> I have not read that. Okay. <laughs> but yes, I love Joe Lambert stuff. I'm gonna say that I don't. Yeah, I always class cl- classify his stuff as uh, describe his stuff as stories about asshole kids. But um, I don't think I don't think these are asshole kids. I think the kids in the stories that I read this go around. You know, um, there's there's some stuff here and there that occurs, but for the most part, I think these kids, <laughs> you know, they've they've got it. They're not too bad. They're just trying to get through life, man. They're just living. L i v i n. And uh, his sketchbook's really awesome. And uh, yeah, so I really I really it's just kids being kids, not necessarily asshole kids being asshole kids, but kids being kids. That shows real growth from Joe Joe, Joe Lambert. Real growth. <laughs> Yeah, Layway was uh, nominated for an Eisner, or not an Eisner, an Ignatz. Good Lord. Ignatz. Yes. The Eisners of SBX. <laughs> Oops. But he was nominated for an Eisner, and that was for his, his the book that he did, Ann Sullivan, and The Trials of Helen Keller. Okay. So I can see where you might mix that, which is also really good. I finally yeah. got around to reading that and uh, really enjoyed it. The pacing on it, I really enjoy, and kind of what he does with... Um, kind of light and with Helen Keller, you know, not being deaf and blind and everything, he kind of works that into his visuals. It's really, really cool. I picked up some stuff from Box Brown. Um, I got this ginormous thing, Secret <laughs> Prison number seven. Yeah. It's basically an anime manga tribute. Okay. Anthology. Okay. With some really super awesome <clears throat> contributors such as <laughs> Katie Skelly. Yeah, we'll hear more from her later. Charles Foreman. Fox Brown and Tom Hart, among among others. Yeah. It's super cool, and it reads, you know, left to right. <laughs> yeah. Wait, right to left. Whichever the one is the one. It reads that... from the back of the book to the front of the book. Yeah, there you go. Whichever is the not normal um, yeah. for Americans. Super the, cool. The spine on the left. Wait, spine on spine I don't... to the left. Spine um, to the and left. I got um, <laughs> one of his many softcore which is pretty much what it sounds like. So it's not just a clever name. <laughs> no. <laughs> I also, from Oily Comics, yeah. picked up uh, one of Charles Foreman's um, <laughs> Teen Creeps, Melissa Mendez Lou, <laughs> and Nick Dronasso. I don't know, man. D R N A S O. Dronasso? Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tell God to Blow the Wind from the West. Yes. Wow, this book was pretty. Kind of a downer. A little bit. Um, kind of a downer. In tears, there's. Like there, you see a person on the cover, the inside, and then the back cover, and then that's it. Like the inside is all kind of bleak office mm-hmm. buildings. And buildings did not leave you <laughs> feeling. I mean, it was the in, intentionally left you feeling unnerved. Yeah, it was um, yeah. Uh, speaking of oily comics and uh, all those guys in that general area, I picked up a few books from Alex Kim. I got Dumpling King. And I got the issues one and two of Dumpling King and then Timber Run number one, which is cool because when I was reading Timber Run and I got to the end and I said, dear God, this better be a first issue because <laughs> <laughs> it kind of left me hanging. And, um, you know, I've read, read some things from Alex Kim where I get to the end and I go, my God, this is the ending. Not because it's bad, but because what are you doing to me? How are you going to leave me like this? How is this where, how is this where the story ends? But uh, yes, he, he's this is the number one, and I'll be reading some more from Alex Kim. So that's Timber Run, and then also Dumpling King 1 and 2, also from Oily Comics. 
Yep. And they do a subscription service. Mm-hmm. They do. So you can uh, check them out and um, they do just like cute, cute little, they do um, <laughs> mini sized comics and then they will mail them to you. Most of the time, the insides aren't very cute. These are about quarter That's page good. comics. They're, I mean, they do really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll go next. <laughs> We're going clockwise, by the way. Yeah. Well, do you want to reverse it next time? <laughs> we, can, we can go counterclockwise okay, next time. Sure. Okay. Sweet. All right. <laughs> I pretty much always stop by Pranus's table. Pranus Nohoyatis. And this year he had a new collection of monster town monster town volume three and it's this little cardboard little slipcase, and inside are three mini comics about different monsters of monster town super awesome i really 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 enjoy it it's a lot of fun <laughs> you never you know i mean you know you get you know your jerk monsters your nice monsters cupcakes cupcakes yeah cupcake oh, monsters or cupcakes Cupcakes. Monsters who make cupcakes. Hmm, okay. Monsters who collect stuff. Super yeah. awesome. Fun good times. <laughs> not a day, not a release goes by where I don't talk about Eleanor Davis's sketchbooks that she does. And uh, this is, um, how, how do you pronounce that, Sean? Yoja? Yoja? Share what Sean said. Issue number four. And this is uh, just just kind of give you an idea of what Eleanor does. The inside cover is, by April 2012, the way my mind was operating had gotten very bad. I've spent much of the time since then bicycling and reading self-help books. 2013 has been better so far. Hold on tightly to your people. Let them know they can hold on tightly to you. Eleanor Davis, August 2013, Athens, Georgia. You can definitely tell that she was working through some yeah, issues. I, I do love Eleanor. Her stuff is, again, so personal. I mean, I, I super she's, related to this so one personal. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. God, her stuff is great. It's like just, was, yeah. it just, we all, we you can feel things. everything when you read these things. Yeah. And it's so personal. So, so personal. I just, I don't even know how she does it. Like, you know, everybody, like I, I did my book of poetry, <laughs> uh, edit for fluke last year, last fluke. And everybody's like, wow, this is really personal. And it's like, that's got nothing on. I mean, this is current feelings. Like that was like my high school poetry. That yeah, was, like you're a different person I'm a different now. person. No, this is like, yeah, this is, gosh. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate her sharing. Cause, oh, absolutely. You know, it helps, it helps you work through your issues too. Yeah. At least it did with me. Nice. Um, speaking of the Athens crew, I picked up the Zoer number two. This one is monster themed, like mm. kind of kind of an overall theme for this year's SPX pickup. I yeah, think. there a were lot a lot of ghosts, ghosts and monsters. And just unease, general mm-hmm. unease. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind of like uh, feeling you get, like uh, yeah. <laughs> there was a new a new name in this Lee Gatlin. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm familiar with him. I don't think I'm familiar with Lee Gatlin. You might have to get familiar with him. Mm-hmm. The usual crew. Patrick Dean, Drew Wang, Michelle Chidester, David Mack, Joey Weiser, and uh, Eleanor Davis did, Eleanor, uncredited Eleanor Davis did uh, the back (laughs) cover. Uh, And we also picked up the latest issue of Atomic Elbow, (laughs) issue number seven, even though uh, Robert Newsom was not there. No. He gave copies to sell. So we bought. He's selling it, we're buying it. It it looks like fun. It's a good issue. I'm excited. A lot of words. Lot, oh gosh. <laughs> oh boy. And I sent I sent the postcard, the Tom yeah. Galvo collection postcard to my dad <laughs> as a souvenir from SPX. He got a kick out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, where to? It's um, I don't talk about her every year, but uh, I talk about her when I get the chance, and that's Vanessa Satone. Vanessa Satone at SPX, probably the first year I ever went to SPX is the first time I saw her, and uh, I really like Vanessa's stuff. It does. She does a lot of the um, I guess the teenage drama kind of books that I enjoy. So I picked up Broken Windows, Broken Hearts, and Bait for the Beast of the Deep. And these are uh, two ongoing stories from Vanessa Satone with uh, a character of a world with um, kind of normal people, monster people that all live together from a teenage girl (laughs) point of view. And I picked up Scary Monsters, Super Creeps, which is really cool. It's, uh, It's two stories, Danger in the Forest and Creep in the Box. Again, they're kind of just scary tales told from the point of view of some teenage girls. And the is one David Bowie in it? <laughs> no, no. Okay. No. But yeah, but it, it I guess it kind of has that fantasy kind of feel like uh Labyrinth just to give it a really broad <laughs> comparison. Uh but it, one of them is kind of the story of a little red riding hood, but okay. it's a girl and there's a guy in the woods and he runs into her and he's asking about her grandma. She's on her way to grandma's house and he's got a dog, a dog with him and kind of has a little red riding hood kind of different take. I really enjoy Vanessa's stuff. It's very playful and, um, still like a uh, teenage angst heartfelt. Okay. <laughs> See, we stopped by the ad house table and I picked up several things from Pitzer and the guys. Uh, we got drawings, Jim rug, just as a kind of collection of some of the things that he's been working on lately. Is it a book of drawings? It is, actually. Nice. His stuff is crazy. <laughs> yeah. He's he was selling originals place. at SPX, too. He had some originals cool. that he was selling there. Well, some of those were in drawings, I believe. So I got that. Um, I got Remake. I Miss You. It's a little mini. It's got farts in it. Of course. <laughs> it's like this. He just knows me and knows what I want. <laughs> farts. I really like the... The kind of the tone it's like mm-hmm. red and black and white it's, it's fun how can you not like lamar abrams well, where he makes just a cool character oh yeah <laughs> and i just really like it a lot good times just a little dude trying to get things done <laughs> and also picked up from the ad house table darkness by boulet it's really really cool art i'm not familiar with the artist's work mm-hmm. but i figured i'd give it a chance try it out it looks really good. I don't know if I've read that yet. I haven't either. Oh, hmm. But it looks super cool. And Pitzer has a new book by Farrell Dalrymple coming out through Ad House called Delusional. Well, I ordered it, so I didn't pick it up at SPX. But I did get um, from Farrell, It Will All Hurt, mm-hmm. which is a collection. Uh, this is the first, this is part one, and it's um, a collection of a webcomic that he's working on. Yeah. The art is crazy awesome, and it was so crazy awesome <laughs> that we picked up an original, because they were only 20 bucks, and how could you not? And then and it when, had sparkly paint. Yeah, it does. It has sparkly paint in so, it. When we were flipping through the book, I was trying to find the page, and I couldn't find it. It's because it's from part three. It's because it's from part three. And we have part one. <laughs> but yeah. So it's super awesome. Farrell is an amazing artist. Yeah, love oh, his yeah. watercolor technique, his tones, the his depth colors. Of his, his depth and everything. The um, kind of the emotion. Yeah, when we were picking a page, like I really wanted to get one with the face on it. There were some other really cool pages that he had like a distance and it had like some prelims on the back and stuff, which we kind of wanted. But yeah. this one kind of had a close up of the character's face. Yeah, and... 
but it's super awesome. I'm very excited to to check his out. And he had a cool so action nice. shot in it too. Yeah, oh, he was, he was super really nice. nice. I'm I'm always very nervous about meeting people, especially yeah. <laughs> you know people who I really admire and respect. Mm-hmm. I don't want to seem like a jerk. <laughs> I don't know. I've got issues. Lots lots oh, of issues. You like my stuff. I knew people like you were going to like my stuff. I know. I'm I would so scared shoot of that. myself. Exactly. It's not going to happen, Sean. I know, but <laughs> I've had some really awkward interactions with people. You have, but they haven't been bad interactions. No, it's just huh? awkward. I know. That's because you're awkward. I'm so awkward. And artists are awkward. Yeah. But it's okay. We could be awkward together and eventually <laughs> right. move past that. Exactly. That's part of the fun. It is. <laughs> yeah. So good times at that house table booth. Speaking of good times, we got to see Henry Udy briefly. Yes. Uh, he was at a table there. I hadn't seen Henry. We saw him for a few minutes at Heroes Con this past year. Yeah. And so we got to see Henry at SPX. We picked up his mini comic that he had there. And speaking of good times, uh, this is mm-hmm. just another goofy-ass funny Henry Udy really, story. Really, really <laughs> cave comic. I love the ending. Yeah. Did you see the ending coming? No, actually. I did not either. I mean, it's great. Essentially, it's it's a comic, not to ruin it, but just to set it up, it's a comic about a caveman, cave painting wall, cave wall artist. I guess, I don't know if they have a more technical name. I don't a think cave they do. Painter, a caveman cave painter. So he he's drawing on the wall and another caveman comes in who's like kind of (laughs) alpha male caveman. He comes in and, uh, you know, artist drawing on the wall, alpha male. You you can kind of figure it out. Yeah. It's it's got a great ending. The last (laughs) panel. The great ending. It's just amazing. Yeah, it does. It's Henry's hilarious. Yes, I don't know how. (laughs) Don't know how he does it. I don't know. The art's really good, too. It's it's a wordless you know it's just henry's awesome yes next okay <laughs> next uh, okay so baltimore comic-con we stopped by and picked up fez number one from roger language mm-hmm. and then we told him we were going to pick up fez number two at spx yeah when it was debuted because it wasn't at baltimore and then so we did that and then i read them and they're really good i love new stuff by roger language i love old stuff by roger language I just love stuff by Roger Langridge. <laughs> but it's really cool that he's kind of working on new kind of concepts and um, kind of playing around with funny good times characters. But it's basically, it's a superhero-ish kind of a guy who doesn't, who's invisible, or at least his head is, and he wears a fez. That's pretty much all you need to know. And he goes on adventures. I think he's, inv- oh, he's invisible. Okay, so all of him is invisible. He's just wearing gloves. Duh, I'm silly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's about this guy. Mama said, it's invisible, always wash your hands. Invisible man who wears a fez and it's awesome. Good times. Good times. There was a guy at SPX selling cookies. They were so good. That was like the best cookie I've had in a very long time. They were good cookies. We were a little hungry, but they were good cookies. I have a, you know... Cranberry chocolate, white chocolate or something, or I can't remember what the other ingredient cranberry. was. Cranberry. I, I feel like I have a very discriminating <laughs> palate for cookies. <laughs> and if it's not a good cookie, I'll know whether I'm hungry or not. It was a good cookie. Now, I've got to admit this. I don't know if it was Flynn Nichols who sold me the cookies or the guy next to him who was Flynn Nichols, but the guy that sold me the cookies said, why don't you go ahead and look at one of these comics while you're here eating cookies? 
and I picked up <laughs> this book, Reverb. I never actually met the guys. Oh, bait and switch. Yeah, <laughs> literally. They baited me with cookies. Did they switch me? Actually, but I did get the cookies, so I guess it's not really a bait no, and switch. No, it's a leader. <laughs> I, yeah, I should know sure. this. I'm taking marketing. <laughs> it's in the thing. It's like yeah. a, a leader. <laughs> so yeah, Flynn, <laughs> Flynn Nichols. It's from Ice Level Press. So maybe the cookies and the book are both from Ice Level Press. But either way, it's uh, icelvl.tumblr.com. And it's just a, it's a funny book. It starts out with, uh, it's just like conversations is a lot of what it is. It's dialogues. And it's just um kind of just, I'm not, I guess just rough drawings of, it's, just gags, basically. It's just a bunch of gags and conversations. They're funny. It's <laughs> I don't know. They're they're funny. <laughs> they're funny as you read and giggle yeah, to yourself. As, as I read and giggle to myself. But yeah, they're good. They're good. Okay. <laughs> but yes, it's Reverb, and I'm sure there's he's got stuff online. Flynn Nichols, Ice Level, IceLVL.tumblr.com. Just kind of old-fashioned gag, funny stuff. <laughs> a little bit of profanity. Okay. There's a lot of profanity. Okay. Depends. But there can there's profanity. Okay, in S F W. Uh, probably not. Yeah. Okay. Not that's I wouldn't um get it for my kids. Okay, so I stopped by Tugboat Press. I haven't picked anything up from them in a while, um, and I got Invisible Summer Twenty Two Clutch Twenty Five. I think <laughs> um it's basically two people and they're telling it's like a diary comic two people and they each tell kind of what they did and then their stories meet. Huh. Yeah, it was super cool. I liked it. It was fun. Um, it's um. I don't think I've read that one yet. Uh, Nicole Georges and Clutch McBastard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm gonna assume that's not his given name. <laughs> but it, I mean, it was fun to kind of read kind of what they were doing, and then the end they meet up, and it's pretty cool. Neato. Yeah, and uh, Clutch. Has got a new kind of graphic novel coming out with M.K. Reed and Joe Flood called The Cute Girl Network. Okay. Heads up, Adam. <laughs> Cute Girl Network. And um, they do a kind of freebie. I don't know if it's usually for like free comic book day or when they do it, but it's pretty much always pick it up. Mm -hmm. um, Runner Runner was this year's kind of freebie one. And it's got all sorts of cool, awesome people in it. Liz Prince, Nate Powell, Drew Wang. Sam Alden, all kinds of people. I haven't read it yet, but I'm excited to read it. Uh, the back cover, or the not the back, the back inside, has got the 39 Ryan Goslings. Okay. And it's Ryan Goslings as different things, and one of them is Baby Goose Ryan Gosling. <laughs> and it is a baby goose, like an actual little goose. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, yeah, super cool. I think I'm going to run out of things before you do. We'll see. So I'm getting into, well, I can start combining some things. I'm getting into my uh, my ghosts and kind of creepier stuff now. Okay. Personally over here. So one of the things I picked up is Shadow Hills. And I guess I should have talked about this when we were talking about the other guys over in that area. But it's by Sean Ford. And it, uh, it's, you know, I read it and I was like, wow, this is um, kind of leaves you open. And I was like, okay, so it's the beginning of a story. It's, it's a setup. And in the back it has, you know, oh, dear reader, forgive me, it's been a while. I've been writing something of the comic called Shadow Hills, and here's the preview of it. So <laughs> it's either a preview or the first issue. Yeah, it yeah. So exactly. it could be either or. <laughs> it He's still kind of working or. on the format, right? And kind of what he wants to do with it. But it's it's a really good first issue. And it's creepy. Of course. I still I have no idea what's going on. It's the setup of the characters, kind of, mm -hmm. and the environment. 
but it seems like there's still a lot more to this story than yes. what's given here. So yep. we'll see where this goes. Uh, yeah, but Sean Ford's awesome. I should have talked. You know, he was over with the uh, all the other guys. It's the, okay. We're going through ghost stories now. Yes. Speaking of ghost stories, did you read um, "We Ghosts mm-hmm. Were Like" and "We Were Like Ghosts"? Yeah, or, I, mean, I guess whichever way it goes. Yeah. yeah. Which side did you read first? Well, I read the side that he sketched in. Yes. Because I was assuming that this is the... Where to start? Yeah. So I read the, we were like ghosts, and then we ghosts were like... So here's the thing. When I picked up the book, he had them sitting... They had them, he had them he both, had them both sitting. Ways. So I picked it up as we ghosts were like. So that's the way I read it. So I actually read mm. we ghosts were like, and then I read we were like ghosts. Okay. Which led me to then reread we ghosts were like, because <laughs> I read we ghosts were like, and I was like, wow, this is really weird. This doesn't make... I guess it's like, I kind of know what's going on. It seems kind of weird. And then I read we were like ghosts, and I was like... Uh, let me go back and read We Ghosts Are Like again. So I, I would recommend reading We We Were Like Ghosts and then We Ghosts Are Like first. But it was kind of like an eye opening kind of like whoa, that's what I that's let me go back through it. Um, I kind of got it when I read it the other way, but still, it's it's really cool. And I guess his cross hatching is ridiculous. It's by Jamie Tanner. I haven't said that yet. Oh, sorry. Because we were kept I using was... this pronoun. But uh, yeah, he, he, un, whatever, <laughs> unattributed pronouns. He did a yeah, he did a sketch in it, and it was cool. Um, yeah, we were like ghosts, and we go through like a little flip book. It's the same thing from two different points of view, is what it basically is. This ghost really cool. I really oh, like man, the design. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's different, you know. Very different. Yeah, and just kind of how they they tie together. It's really neat. It was uh, we basically we he was next to Fred Chow, who I bought twenty or four copies of <laughs> Alice in a Rainy Day Robot from. And he was over there. We talked to him for a while. And I also got a really awesome blind sketch from him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jimmy Tanner is super awesome. Yeah, yeah. He nice was a nice guy. guy. Apparently he listens to the show. I don't know if he's listening to this one, but if you are, you're an awesome guy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Love your book. Thanks for being so awesome, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to continue to go or you want to try Well, I'll one? go and then you can tie okay. that in oh, yes. with what I talk about. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. So last year, <laughs> I picked up The Ghost of Pineville number one, mm-hmm. and we picked up a mini from her as well that tied into The Ghost of Pineville number one. It was really good. So she was on my list for this year to stop by and check out what, um, what she had that was new, or at least new to us. So I picked up Ghost of Pineville number two. So it kind of digs more into the story of kind of the kids and, and their being kind of ghost hunters and kind of what, what else is in the town. It was a really good story. I really enjoyed it a lot. Just I really like the the characters and the pacing and reveals mm-hmm. they give. Last year, I I had bought the mini and you bought the full book, and then <laughs> I kind of realized, oh wow, this is that story inside here. And I read the mini first, and the mini is actually a more in depth kind of uh, story based on one of the stories or part of the story in the full book that you bought last year, volume one. Yeah. And I read the book first and yeah. then the mini. And I, yeah. And I did the mini and then the book. So I'm curious. I actually, I have, I dare you and I have ham radio. Have you, did you read these yet? I read both of those. Do these tie into volume two at all? Or are these, these just their own? These are they their seem own. to be their own. Cause they do tiny ghost stories. Yeah. Is, and they, so they, these were both really, really. Yeah. They're really good. Spooky. Yeah, really they spooky. do really spooky stories. It actually, it's inspired me. I think I have an idea for a spooky story I want to do. Ghost of Bible is not as, Spooky, yeah, as, as these those. as these were. Yeah, this yeah. is more of like a kind of an all ages, yeah, kind of ghost story, kind of a, uh, you know, aren't, aren't you afraid of the dark? This is kind of the. Well, kid. I mean, that's the stories inside. <laughs> yeah, are you afraid of the dark? And yeah. this is the 
kind of framework. Okay. Maybe. I mean, there, like, there's some right. go, there's some stuff, but it's not as scary. These were sco- These were creepy. These are spooky. Yeah. Yeah, definitely inspired me to write something. Okay. I have an idea. Okay. But yeah, I love these things. I'm gonna pick these up every year. I hope. Yeah. Hope they do a little new ones. Yeah, there's a um, collection. A newer, newer one, and then yeah, she's working on I think volume three. Yes, I also picked up the preview of volume three. Which I thankfully haven't read yet because I haven't had a chance to read yeah, <laughs> volume you two. Read it so first. that's that's gonna be something I'm gonna need to read next. Probably that's gonna go. But yeah, I haven't read volume three yet. But these two, these two, I dare you and Ham Radio, really cool tiny ghost stories. And I, I mean, are they they all by Sarah Turner? Sarah L. Turner. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I mean, they're uh, it it seems like quite an undertaking for her to be doing. Well, I mean, but... Ghost of Pineville came out mm-hmm. like this. Volume two came out like years ago. Really? Yeah. Is, oh, volume two's been out that. Well, yeah, this came out two years ago. Okay, and this is 2013 because she's working on Volume yeah. 3 right now. And then many, like this came out two years ago. So how do we just, just, I don't, just no idea. come across her last year? I have no idea. I blame you. Well, me. I picked up a postcard yeah. for the Ghost I of Pineville yeah. two years ago. I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I saw it. I was like, oh, let me pick that up. I remember that. So those postcard things work apparently. They do. They, yeah. I love these things. I love these stories. They're so good. They're yeah. so spooky. Spooky, spooky, spooky. <laughs> Speaking of not spooky. Spooky, spooky. I picked up um, one by C. Frakes Table. Um, there were a couple of things of hers that I didn't have that I didn't pick up. I maybe should have, but I tried to, like, I don't know, be responsible with my money this mm-hmm. year, even though I wasn't really. But it's okay. <laughs> uh, I also got I got a commission from her. I got a drag bandit yeah. doing a dress. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I like it a lot. <laughs> uh, and I also picked up I Should Have Dumped You. Yeah. Which was really funny. In um, a sad, sad, depressing kind of way. Yeah. In the, hey, you know, I've been there. We all go through that. Yeah. You should probably dump them. At, like, at the end, she has the whole, um, you're so vain, I bet you think this comic is about you. Yeah. I really hope that comic's not about me. Well, hopefully... Especially, especially I don't really know her that well. I hope no comic like that is written about me. This pretty much happened to me. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> yeah. Not fun. No. When you're, like, 23. Yeah, no. And your boyfriend cheats on you with a 15, 16-year-old. <laughs> it's really not a fun feeling. <laughs> I hope he's not listening to this, but he shouldn't have done that. So tough. Oh man, I like how like in the beginning it starts out with uh, "This is really good." Unfortunately, you can't publish it, or too bad you can't publish it. Yeah, and they're like, like, "Oh yeah, yeah. no, I can totally publish it." (laughs) But no, it's funny. Yeah, um, in that it's funny because it's sad. It's it's not funny. Funny. Yeah, it's funny because it's it's not not funny. <laughs> uh, when when I was looking around with uh, we were with my friend Katie and she was looking at some books that she's picking up and some prints and stuff and I saw um, Laurel Lynn Leak and I picked up a couple of her books the first one I picked up I really liked the way it was it has like a um, it starts out it has like a print like you know like uh, what's that called you're an artist person is that you know like when it kind of looks stampy stampy kind of but it not really screen there, print almost yeah I guess it kind of maybe it kind of looks like but it's it's yeah but it's not and it's I don't, it's like blue line sort of like penciling print, and print press like a print press a, kind of look to it yeah or like what is yeah print press i don't know maybe like when like like the one thing is like you know like when i made my stamp and then i made the dollar and stamp and yeah. you stamp it down like some of it has like that kind of look and it has but like it's like uh, an old timey like press yeah kind of look to it and it has like you know there's a lot of like um ink bleeding everywhere and it just, it seemed, it was just kind of, you know, a little different from some of the stuff I'd been picking up. 
but I really, I really like the, uh, the art style. Again, oh, geez. Oh, yeah. So I did say this is Laurel and Leek. And this is um, L3 number two. It's just really cool. Again, it's, it's, it seems just really vulnerable. It has like that, you know, that feeling like, you know, you did a mini comic for Fluke mm-hmm. yourself and you kind of took your poems and you kind of laid them out on a page different ways and kind of did more of a design look to them. Yeah. I mean, I think you're 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 definitely overselling, overselling what you. I did. Yeah. Maybe I'm just remembering it. But yes, I, this I is, just took text and then I did <laughs> made sketches around it. And that's uh, all I did. Well, this is much better than that. It's yeah. <laughs> no, you this are is, correct. It just has a combination. It has a, a real good combination of like the press kind of look to it. Um, a lot of just kind of there's just almost like, you know, poetry lines kind of written everywhere and a lot of ink bleeding and just a really beautiful artwork in it as well. And just the color use a lot of blue and then there's some reds come out of nowhere and the wrap page around it's very just vibrant and i think that this is just a, a great design like i i think like I, I like to think she put a lot of uh emotion and thought into it when she when she did it and then the other thing i picked up by uh, but kind of i kind of wanted to go a little in the other direction with her as well which is more of a straightforward kind of sequential art book i, I picked up deep forest number one by uh laurel lynn leak as well it's just uh, it's a sequential story. Again, I, I, I'm not really... It, it feels, you know, it's number one, so it's a setup story, and it's kind of uh, puts you in this world. It's a lot like how um, the Alex Kim book I talked about earlier, or no, the, the Sean Ford, Ford book that I talked about earlier, where it kind of has these characters it introduces, but you can tell there's definitely much more to this story than what you've been given so far in, in this piece. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of cool. And then there's uh, one of the characters is Wolf Girl. And so she's like a, a minion almost of like this scientist character whose parents are gone. I don't know if they're dead or if they've left. Or... I haven't read that yet. I need, I need to, though. Yeah, it's kind of cool. And so there's definitely a lot more to it. Than, than what's set up in this. So I'm going to have to look into it and see if there is more out there now or if I'm going to have to wait. Oh, art's really good. Yeah. Wait until um, the next SPX. <laughs> you can find her stuff at... Well, first off, one thing I noticed when I was reading the back of the, the book, kind of getting the credits and everything for it, is that um, she is she did go to the Center for Cartoon Studies, which probably like a quarter, if not half, of the books that I picked up this year is yeah, all people it's, from the center like, like for cartoon fluke. studies yeah everybody's from scad right. and spx everybody's from like ccs which is in like vermont because that's where joe joe lambert and and all those guys are and um it's where like sundays is done and, and all that mm-hmm. yeah the center for cartoon studies is putting out some really really cool stuff and they definitely have a um they have a uh a lot of talented people up there that they've obviously you know been doing good good work with and helping you know get their stuff out there and into my hands <laughs> So her stuff, if you want to look more into, if you want to look into more into Laurel Lynn Leak, uh, she can, her stuff can be found at counterintuitivecomics.tumblr.com, counterintuitive, counterintuitivecomics.tumblr.com. Her art's really good. And her storytelling is, um, is, uh, she has, she has a broad range so far of what I've seen of what she can do. So that's, that's cool. In the back, like both books in the back, she has a, uh, works in all sorts of mediums to explore how we construct and communicate our identities in an intersectional world. You can reach her at encounterintuitivecomics.tumblr.com. In Baltimore, we stopped by and talked with uh, Joan Carolyn from Curl Studio, a yeah. bunch. Yeah, love those lot. guys. Yeah. And the, Carolyn was telling me about... They, they also were... do the Carolyn and Joe show. Yes. Podcast. Yes. 
You should definitely look them up. That's okay. Continue. Yeah. So <laughs> Carolyn was telling me um, they were doing this um, comics making studio exhibit at Artisphere mm-hmm. in Arlington, Virginia. So basically, there were a bunch of people who were getting together. What Carolyn did is um, Joe would come up with an animal and an object, and Carolyn drew that combination in chalk. <laughs> yeah. And there are about 20 kind of illustrations that she did. They collected them into a little mini comic. It's yeah. super cool. Yeah, and they drew them on the same part of the board every time. So they would, she would draw it, and then they would erase it, and then she would draw the next one and erase it. And it's all replicas of that image on the board, so you can see the chalk being erased all around and as it yeah, builds up. Yeah, I just I, I love the print quality. It's oh, yeah. really good. Yeah, like the with the photo and the actual like mm-hmm. printing. It's super cool. I really really like it. Yeah, I like that. It was a lot, a lot of fun. Too. It was different. Yeah, it was called yeah. Animal Chronicles. Joe yeah. and Carolyn. And they threw that together right before SPX. Yeah, because the <laughs> event happened September 12th, and like SPX was like the 14th and the 15th. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. <laughs> That's some quick turnaround. And some of the combinations are really, really cool. Like mm-hmm. the cat bus. And they have a key in the back, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, or an index. Or the raccoon school bus, sorry. Yeah. It was like all kinds of... It was fun. Good times. Real quick, I want to say, at the end of SPX, I had a name written down, and I wanted to check out her stuff, and I couldn't remember why I'd written her name down, and so I was like, okay, I got to find this person. I wrote her name down before I go, and that name was Katie Sikelski, and uh, so we found her. We found Katie Sikelski, and I remembered when I got to her table why I wrote her name down. She had this print that I really, really loved. And uh, it was so, so just kind of detailed and well, well done. I, I loved her artwork a lot. And I wanted to get the print. I, um, it was the end of SPX, so we were out of money. So I ended up picking up 16 single sentence stories. And 16 single sentence stories is exactly what it says it is. And um, Katie Sikelski did the, the artwork for it. It's mostly prose. But there is, there is artwork throughout it. And that's all Katie Sikelski. I do, I do really like that print that she did and i'm gonna maybe try to pick that up but until then i have uh the 16 single sentence stories which i actually haven't read yet but uh you know i did to kind of buy it for her art but uh maybe i'll enjoy the stories as well that's the hope and i'm i'm sure i will now not katie sikelski but as <laughs> we talked about earlier katie skelly <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confusing or yeah. anything. Yeah. Uh, Katie Skelly, who is Nurse Nurse, who we've ordered through Ad House Books, even though we had all the issues already. We got to meet Katie Skelly at the Ad House table this year for the first time. She was awesome. Mm-hmm. We, she was so pleasant. She was so nice. I picked up Margarine 1 and 2, which is a new thing that she's working on, which is also going to be released through Ad House, it, it says already. So Margarine and Operation Margarine, or I guess... They're both Operation Margarine, just yeah. says Margarine on the one side. <laughs> That's funny. It's a good design. Um, <laughs> so so uh, Katie Skelly, I picked up uh, Operation Margarine 1 and 2. So far, so good. Man. I, I enjoy Katie, Katie Skelly's stuff, and uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of this. I don't know if we're going to end up getting it all in issues before we ad house releases the whole thing or how that's going to happen <laughs> but one way or another i'm going to have this whole operation margarine story i really like katie skelly stuff it's fun yes katie skelly so i picked up diamonds are girls worst enemy by robert ullman yeah and it's really really cool this was um he put it online first i don't know if it was necessarily a web comic or if he just put it online put it online it was part of uh, wide awake press's epidemic of web comics and it's super cool. Um, also, huh, what is this letter? Letters to the editor in the back? Sean Dottie. <laughs> Heck yeah. So I'm in it. So yeah. 
<laughs> it kind of it, it it builds off of the story that he did super. Yeah, that's super. That's super. And that's just super. That's just super. <laughs> so build off the story that he did. That's just super. Yes. A mini comic that he did, and it's filling in that whole world. He's using that world, and that's cool. I, you know, yeah. we tend to clamor for Rob Allman sequentials, and I know Rob mm-hmm. is more of an illustrator and um, a pinups kind of guy, but he does really. He writes really um, human story. Well, you know, like he natural stories. Yeah, it's I guess su- they're yeah. He writes really natural stories. That's and, just super. And, was really fun. Even yeah, though, like there are no words, but everything's just completely understandable. It flows. It's got a good pace to it. But his um, yeah, his sequentials are are fun. They flow. His dialogue, even in this, it's it's very natural. It's very just kind of Rob Bowman gets it. Yeah, and I guess he just doesn't. Oh man, that's such a good no design. Good Look at this. I know, right? Yeah, so he he, he did the, the cover. Like, a lot of times you'll see the cover where it flips in on both sides, you know? Yeah. And this one, he flipped it in on one side, and he used the excess to make trading cards yep. for the characters in the book. Yep. Really good design. But it's it's just a fun superhero story. And there's lots of, like, sketches and kind of process stuff in the back. Oh, man. they, they Exactly. Like... He did a whole bunch of process stuff. Like he, he, like he yeah. really put time into this. Yeah. And obviously, and you know, too. he talked about how long it really took him to do this. I, I can't even imagine. He's, he, you know, there's a reason that Rob doesn't do a lot of sequential work, and it's because he really puts his time into it. And I think he's, yeah. I think he's really um, careful about what he does when he does sequential work as well. But the quality shows. Oh yeah, when definitely. he does it. Definitely. You know, he also does the um, hockey tales. Old time, old time, time hockey, hockey tales. tales. And uh, yeah, again, just really good storytelling. Mm-hmm. But you can yes. tell that he's, I guess he feels that he is not a natural storyteller. I don't know why. But he is his sequentials. I've enjoyed everything. I, it feels natural. It does. Whether it takes him a lot of effort <laughs> maybe, maybe to make it, it feel natural. <laughs> but it, it, yeah. the ending, the end process, the end result <laughs> is very natural. Yeah. Let's see. I. Let's. I have two people's left, and I, think I do I'm, too. I'm gonna. Okay, I will do fantasy basketball next. Okay, fantasy basketball. Terrence Hoskins, T minus, aka T. He's on the Dollar Ben Fantastic Comic Book Discussion Group. Feel free to join and converse with us and him there. So Terrence, he had a, a one request, and he wanted me to try to get a commission, which we all knew wasn't going to happen. It's not that kind of show. From Sam Bosma. And so I wasn't familiar with Sam Bosma, but Terrence is, uh, you know, he knows who to look out for. And apparently this guy, you should look out for him. Yeah, this stuff's really awesome. Yeah, it is. It's fully formed. <laughs> so uh, for Terrence, if you're listening, I, I never told you what I got you, but I did get you fancy basketball because you're listening Spoiler. and I'm reviewing the book now. <laughs> but it's I'm not going to spoil the book because I'm giving Terrence a copy of it. Because I got myself one, too. I was going to just get it for Terrence, and then I really like, liked it. Yeah, no, so it was I got really good. One too. It's a complete, like, story. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely a complete story. And it's, again, it's easily part of a bigger world, so, like... you know? But fantasy basketball, it mixes uh, this idea of, like, kind of a a fan, uh, like a Final Fantasy Zelda. It had a very, like, Zelda feel to me in the beginning. And it mixes it with just kind of um, <laughs> just a ridiculous story with mini bosses and a basketball game it's a very interesting cast of characters it is an interesting cast of characters it's you know because i think it actually is 
it is a lot like a Zelda game or a fantasy game, but this is not like any fantasy game I've ever played. It's like took that interesting cast of characters and made it into something more than just another kind of Zelda or fantasy game. Yeah. Turned it into a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. And it's very humorous and violent. <laughs> so Terrence, this one's for you. Actually, this one's for me. Yours is somewhere else yeah. on stack. <laughs> the Ignatz winner for yes. kind of new newcomer award. Up and coming. Up and coming was Sam Alden. Okay. And so I, pretty much every year I go pick up at least something from the, Ignat, the winner. Ignatz winners. Yeah. yeah. So I picked up Patron Saint. Um, whenever I bought it, he, he was really excited about it. And um, he said it was like one of his kind of his best stories that he thinks he, that he's written. Um, <laughs> it was really, really funny. Like it was really, I really enjoyed it. It's, um, I don't even know how to explain it because I don't want to spoil yeah. things. Yeah. But like in the middle, it kind of takes this like really weird, like what turn? So it's really fun. Let me, let me, let me kind of interject also. Okay. And that I remember when I finished reading this. I was like, Sean, who is this? Where did you find this? This <laughs> right? is awesome. And you're like, oh, this is the guy that won the up and coming Ignatz. And I was like, no shit. I mean, like, <laughs> like yeah. it was like, that, that was my reaction. I, I, I didn't know that that's who it was when I read. I just kind of was reading through some of Sean's. I was like, what the hell? Like, where did this guy come from? Yeah. Well, apparently he came from the nowhere. He came out of nowhere. He's up and coming. But I really, Is that really... where people from up and coming come from? Nowhere? Mm-hmm. They come from somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> but then they start to get a name for themselves. Yeah, that's that story is really but cool. But like the, the, <laughs> the up and coming from Ignatz, I, I've never heard of any of them ever. Like and that's oh, yeah, usually that's really was like wow, coming. yeah. Because <laughs> usually when like the Eisners do it, it's like people that you've known for like ten years. Like oh, Francesco finally won. I've known him <laughs> for like five years now. But that's you know like new talent. Like I don't, I forget the name of it. That story has so many tones and so many feels, and even like the storytelling style kind of changes a little. I mean, it has a lot of different aspects of storytelling. Yeah. That where a lot of times a book will have one or two. This has like six. It's very illustrated. <laughs> and it's not, it doesn't feel disjointed. I, I mean, I love the illustrations. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's just fun. Oh, it's wow. a fun, good read. It was really Patron good. Patron Saint, Sam Alden. Sam Alden. Is there any kind of. Web on the back, ginger something. Yeah, gingerlands, gingerlandcomics.com. So, yes. Go check him out. Check him out. He's an up-and-comer. And he's awesome. All right, so the last thing for me is uh, Monica Gallagher. I, we were walking down an aisle, and Monica Gallagher uh, grabbed my attention just in... Well, she was cute, but her books were really <laughs> cool looking, too. <laughs> not, not that that's the end-all be-all for ladies. Not the, no, but it gets but you a first nice look. But a smile. Yeah. Doesn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> nice, oh, nice. Honestly, I don't really remember what she looked sexist, like. Adam. I'm not being sexist. I don't remember what she looked like. Oh, really? I do. She's I mean, cute. Well, yeah. I mean, she's. <laughs> so <laughs> that's all. Uh, I, I remember that. That's what. That was the first. That was you know the first. And her stuff looked playful and fun too. Her art. She had a portfolio, and we flipped through her portfolio, and it, she was selling pages, and I wanted to buy one of her pages. They weren't that much. I think like thirty five dollars for one of her pages, mm-hmm. but I wasn't familiar with her work yet. So I couldn't buy a page from her because I didn't really feel like I was familiar enough with her work to know which page to really pick. She had so. some really cool kind of like armbands. Mm-hmm. They were Greek mythological heroes yeah. and I saw gods. Those were yeah. really cool. I picked up two th- two collections from her. And this was really cool. I like that she did this. So she had all of her mini comics that you could buy individually, but then she also had them bound together with like a paper band, like in groups of three. So you could actually buy the three of that 
type, I guess, the story or type. So I bought Awkward Autobio. <laughs> for, I bought those three because they were a collection of uh, Awkward Autobiography comics. Just to, just spoil alert, she was a model. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> oh, God, it's got a picture of what she actually looked like in sixth grade. Yeah, yeah. And there there's a, there's one of her model shots on the inside oh, there. Okay, that's funny. I don't know if that's what she looked like when I saw her. I don't think she did. She had more um, shoulder covering. Oh, she did. I think she had red hair, too. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I picked up Awkward Autobio, which, again, for me, it's, you know, just... I, I enjoy awkward, angsty kind of comics, and that is what these are. <laughs> these are there's uh, the one story when I was a, a mall model, which tells her story of how um, you know she ended up becoming a mall model and what that did for her life and her, her future. And there's that one when I was a mall model. There was middle school, which tells the story of her crazy ass middle school that she went to. Like apparently, like the first four days for sixth graders, they go to like some sort of camp, like where that sounds horrific. Yes, <laughs> it sounds horrific. Like I'm getting a panic attack <laughs> just thinking about that. Oh my gosh, like, all the drama. Oh god. Oh. <laughs> so so like yeah, like the first four, I think four days of school, all the sixth graders go to like a four day camp. Is it like where they to be stay the night in cabins? And yeah, stuff? I guess. Oh, god, that sounds awful. <laughs> bond with anybody <laughs> <laughs> so and it's just the awkwardness that talks about how like you know she was kind of top of you know the top of the uh social pyramid at oh, wow. her elementary school okay. and then she ended up getting put into the the nerd cabin <laughs> when she got divvied up into cabins and it kind of talks nerd. about that that life or that dealing i've never heard of anything like that before i don't know what the hell that is it sounds like a terrible idea it does a terrible idea weird like lord of the flies social experiment yeah Yeah. i guess she came out all right though yeah she seems well adjusted from what from what we interacted yeah she was like i was flipping through her portfolio and she we talked to her for a little bit she was really nice and uh I, I would like to get something from her, her portfolio now that I'm more familiar with her stuff and I feel like I can pick something. And then the first one that I read, but they actually the last one that I'm going to mention is Go for the Eyes. And that is one about talking about how she always felt like kind of uh, like for a lack of a better way of explaining, it, she always felt like kind of a, a wuss, like maybe vulnerable, you know. So she took um, like self-defense classes like she like well, not necessarily. Well, she took jujitsu and then she took something else, too. But these are the stories of. You know, her taking these classes and, you know, she I think she got like second degree red belt and she took like multiple martial arts classes because she wanted to be badass. Like uh, um, she uses, um, what is it, um, Linda Hamilton. Uh, <laughs> what's uh, Sarah Connor? Sarah Connor. Yeah. So she talks about like that. And so she took these, uh, these you know, karate classes and uh, kind of interesting. It's an interesting way of uh, kind of looking at things. It's uh, and, uh, all in all. Um, I don't know that it really worked out for her in the long run. Last but not least, again, this is uh, Monica Gallagher. Is another three set that I picked up is Bonnie in Collide. So Bonnie <laughs> in Collide is a Bonnie in Collide nine to five to be more specific. She is a roller derby girl. Her roller derby name is Bonnie in Collide, and is her middle initial. And she basically this is um, roller derby girls in you know. When they're not roller derbying, like in a work environment, this is the nine to five. This is what a roller derby is like. And this is a web comic that she does. That's really cool. I do love me some roller derby. I love me roller derby too. If Sean had better knees, I would force her to do roller derby. But if I could skate, I would force myself. (laughs) 
<laughs> so essentially, these are all just, uh, it's a webcomic about Bonnie and Clyde in her normal work day, and she always wears her roller derby gear, so she's always in roller derby mode, even when she's at regular work. And uh, this got me kind of thinking, it was, it's kind of, I enjoy it, I love roller derby. It it kind of, like, remember when we were at MonsterCon? Yeah. And the the two roller derby girls were there on Sunday? And it was like a mating ritual? Well, they had that thing where they, uh, you know. Upside down, sorry. They were like practicing i guess sure. bumps they're practicing bumps yeah they so were so there is an empty uh, like an empty-ish spot of the floor at sure. MonsterCon, and yeah. they were practicing bumps and everything yep. uh you know that just comes down to the when roller derby girls aren't roller derbying they're thinking about roller derbying <laughs> and if they've got gear on and there's nothing else to do if there's nothing even if there probably is things to do they're still thinking roller derby and they're practicing and they're roller derbying, okay. and they're at work, and they're practicing, and they're roller derbying, and it's like it's like a life. And for those girls that went MonsterCon, I guess they, it's like life for them. And for Bonnie and Collide, roller derby's life for her. It's how you get to be good. Practice, practice. Yep. And then you move up the roller derby nothing ranks. because <laughs> move up the ranks <laughs> to bigger teams that might maybe make money somewhere in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> But, it's not a very profitable no, not, career <laughs> It's something path. that people love to do. And I love roller derby. And if it weren't for girls like Bonnie and Collide, there would be no roller derby for me to go to. Yeah, I, I wish there was a way to make it more profitable. Yeah, it would be it'd be nice because yeah. they put their bodies on the line for sure Literally. all the time out there. Yeah. And I I love roller derby. You know, it's it starts out, it's just like most, most sports starts out and you're like, wow, that's... You know, and they even make the joke about like, you know, so there's girls in little shorts out there bumping into each other and, you know, skating and stuff. But you actually do get into the sport itself. (laughs) It's a lot. lot, It's a lot more than that. It is a lot more than that. That's part of the spectacle. Right. There. I mean, there's a lot of skill. There's a lot of talent Mm -hmm. involved. Just like hockey. A lot of people go to hockey just to watch fights. But if you go to enough hockey to watch fights, you actually get into hockey itself. Yeah. But yes, Bonnie and Clyde, I really enjoy it. It's a webcomic. Eatyourlipstick.com www.eatyourlipstick.com is where I um, where you can go and read more Bonnie and Collide. Probably start from the beginning. It's a webcomic. It's really good, especially if you're into roller derby or webcomics. Yeah, I really liked her stuff. That's it for me. Okay, I've got one more. I'm going to take it in a completely different direction. <laughs> and I'm not going to do this book justice because I don't think I can. I don't have words. <laughs> don't. Um, okay, so... Jared Cullum, we've mentioned him on the podcast before. I picked up his Baba's Accordion. Good Lord, this book made me cry. Like, it literally made me cry. It's got a lot of emotions. Last week when you were talking about reading the book, it made you cry. Yeah, it did. Because it's like, um, (laughs) I don't know. I miss my aunt a lot. And it really reminded me of my aunt. I'm not going to cry. Because I'm not. I'm not going to cry. But it's really, really good. You want to talk about it, Adam? Uh, I read Baba's Accordion online. Jared posted it online before SPX, and Sean waited until she could. She Re- could I could hold it in, hold my it hands in her hands and read, it. and read it. I I wanted to read it. I wanted to have read it before I saw Jared at SPX, and you know, let him know what I thought about it and everything. What did you think about Adam? Did you think it was sad? Is I mean, it's pretty life affirming, but well, it does make you. I think I it's, and I I think that I I described it when I first read it. As both the happiest and saddest thing <laughs> I'd read in a really long time. Yeah. 
it somehow manages to do that at the exact same time. It's super sad, but there's such just kind of like happiness and love and joy behind it. Yeah. And a lot of times when you want to hold it again, I'll hold it again. I'm okay. You know, like well, Sean, you know, you, you know, you were talking about your aunt and everything. Yeah. And I mean, one of the reasons that you're so sad about your aunt being gone is because of such happiness that she brought you. And I think what what um, Baba's accordion does is it it shows you the the happiness that was kind of lost, which led to the sadness. But at the same time, it shows you that there can be happiness again, mm-hmm. and um, that happiness can can really it can be just as strong. It's never going to replace, but no. you can you can still have the happiness, and so even that new happiness may not have been possible without the happiness that you lost which turned into sadness so there's a lot of happiness and sadness in there and you you're actually happy to be sad because without that sadness the the happiness may not be there mm-hmm. without the happiness the sadness may not be there i'm gonna keep telling myself that <laughs> yeah, i mean like his illustration work is phenomenal i mean just like the facial expressions mm-hmm. the line work the brush work i mean everything just really Fit the story mm-hmm. and fit the kind of the tone and the mood. The little bunny rabbit. It's good. It was really good. It was very emotional. Yes. Like I can't do it justice. I don't have the words to describe the emotions. It was really good. Thank you, Jared. Thank you, Adam. Thank Love you, Sean. You. You can I get a hug? <laughs> sure. As okay. soon as this is over. All right. Stay in your chair. Okay. And again, it's uh so um Bob's accordion. It was a wide awake press book. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that. Just like um. Diamonds are a girl's worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Another wide awake press book. We had mentioned that it was in the epidemic of web comics, but it was published by Wide Awake Press. So was Bob's Accordion. Gotta love those guys at Wide Awake Press. They should do more. Yes. Thank you guys. Um, I think that's that's it for us. We got some other books that we picked up in Baltimore and at uh, Asheville Comic Expo. Maybe we'll talk about those next week. But as of right now, this is our SPX pickup. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to these things. If you have any questions about anything, if there's something that, you know, you want to look more into and you don't know how, feel free to email us or contact us on the website or join the Dollar Bin Fantastic mm-hmm. Comic Book Discussion Group. And you mm-hmm. can talk with us about things like that there. And thank you to all the creators yes. who work so hard to bring us fun things to enrich our lives. Mm-hmm. I always think that I don't do the books justice. Like, I don't describe things well enough well, that I mean, our reviews are kind of oh this is cool this is awesome this well, is cool this is good so i you know I th- we we have fun know. we enjoy this and and we hope that at least that com- kind of yeah. comes across i like I, I basically what i've convinced myself is that mentioning someone's work and saying that we like it and hoping that other people look that work up as well is really what kind of the, our end goal is here okay Obviously, if we mention it and we like it, we're going to say it's awesome. We don't want to talk too much about the book. Comics are a visual medium. It's kind of hard to really get things across Yeah. when you're describing things. You don't want to tell the whole story because you don't want to ruin it for anybody. But what we can do is we can say, these are the books that we picked up at SPX. We like them. <laughs> Go look these people up. Find out more about them. See if you can get your hands on these books as well. Yep. And let us know what you picked up at SPX. Yeah. Because a lot of Adam people... Casey. Yeah, a lot of people posted stuff that they got. I was like, I didn't even see that. <laughs> it's every I year. I think there's like more stuff that we could have bought. Yeah. 
cut off, Sean. Okay. You're cut off. Thank you guys for listening. We're going to go eat dinner. Yes.